We got real news for you. Politics and culture and entertainment too. From a Marxist point of view. So open up your holes and we'll up for the news. Hey, it's the real news. Oh boy. What's going on in the world this week? I don't know. That's what just happened today. WNBA star Brittany Griner, who was mm. being held in Russia for possessing a small amount of hash oil, was released today in a one-for-one prisoner exchange. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. With a one-for-one prisoner exchange for a guy named Victor Bout, uh, who's a weapons dealer, uh, better known as the Merchant of Death. Cool. Uh-huh. So there are <laughs> 400,000 people in jail right now for non-violent uh, drug offenses. And, um, and as long as Biden doesn't at least deschedule cannabis mm-hmm. and let all those people out of jail immediately, this is an empty fucking political gesture yeah. of but- someone who like legitimately broke broke a law overseas and was detained for it, obviously for way too long and obviously is a political stunt. But- yeah. Also, like I'm, I'm sure uh, they have better, more plans for the Merchant of Death. Yes, exactly. Se- seen, <laughs> like, exactly. Like this you, is just the cover. Tr- you traded, you traded her for a guy named the Merchant of Death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, considering like we're just funneling arms to the Ukraine. Was there, and, was uh, there no other Russian prisoner we had that they they wanted in exchange for the WNBA star? We literally yeah. we traded. A double WNBA star, and I use the term star loosely. <laughs> like, show me, show me a person who knew Brittany Griner's name before she was detained by Russia, mm-hmm. and I will show you a militant lesbian. <laughs> um, no, no, I think I remember. I do. Re, I do remember her getting uh, arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you remember her getting arrested, but like no one remembers her before that because no. like no one pays attention to the WNBA. No, I mean, I don't even pay attention to the regular NBA or yeah. I want to say sports. the Seattle Storm, like our our team uh, here, is like the winningest WNBA team in history. Oh, really? No one here in Seattle gives a motherfucker about. Yeah, and and, no Se- and Seattleites are all crazy about sports. Yeah, yeah, we fucking like go hard on the Seahawks and shit. No, oh, like, yeah. That, like people like are still like willing to like kill people from fucking Oklahoma City to try to get our fucking basketball team back, or yeah. NBA team back. But like people even care about the Mariners here, and they haven't been good ever. Yeah, they've never won <laughs> the World Series ever. I don't know if they've ever even been to the World Series. Like, no, I don't know. No, they're they're a losing ass team, but people go ham for them. But here, no, no one even cares about the WNBA. No. I will say, I think like uh, the stuff for the Seahawks has kind of died down. I remember when I first yeah. moved here, like yeah. everyone, it was like Seahawk insanity. Yeah, because that's when we first got fucking what, Mershawn Lynch and the other guy. Yeah, there was like we had like two or three guys that were like fucking powerhouses that mm-hmm. like went on crazy like runs and like you know we we did really good like the year you showed up. Yeah, like we were dominating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say we. I'm not including myself in that. <laughs> I don't watch sports. I don't care about the Seahawks. No, I don't care if they win. I don't care if they lose. No. I hope they lose and I hope less people go to their games because they're fucking, they're fucking, I mean, first off, like we gave like corporations like millions of dollars in tax breaks to build their fucking stadium Mm -hmm. and their stadium does nothing but congest our city and make it difficult to get anywhere. Yes. And, and then afterwards, all the public transport is full of drunk assholes. Also, like what are they? never take public transport except so they can get drunk at a fucking football game. And what are they really giving back? You know, that's nothing. That's why. That's why I don't no. get like you know when when tax money builds these stadiums, mm-hmm. like the the tickets aren't free. Like there's no free admittance no. to these things when they're they're oh, it's, it's essentially a public. Oh, it's, it's trickle down economics because they yeah. have to have people to work concession stands. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, like they, all, oh they create jobs. Yeah, you think <laughs> all of these sports stars live here year round? Yeah. No, <laughs> they come here like for training camp mm. and then for the season, and that's it. Other yeah. than that, like they can live wherever they want, and they mm. do live wherever they want. Yeah, and then fucking you know like the the you know the people who own these teams and shit. They live wherever they want to. Yeah. Like, you know, all of all of the people involved in the real money here don't necessarily live in Seattle or Washington even. Yeah. It's like, wh- why are we catering to them? Why are yeah. we giving all of our money back to them? Like, a tax break is literally 
It's not not collecting that tax. It's them giving money back, which is basically like taking, you know, your money, yeah. your fucking tax money, your fucking <laughs> sales tax, and just putting it back into their pockets when they're going to make that money back regardless. Oh yeah. I mean, if anything, they're just making more money because they don't exactly. have to pay any no, sort it's, of taxes. Yeah. It's just, it's an incentive <laughs> for doing something that they would, they already have a financial incentive to yeah. do. And really, and we're already paying for it. And then we're just paying for tickets again. And yeah. No, like if it was a public utility, I might understand it or something. If it was something more like, you know, the fucking the Packers where you can buy shares of it or something where it's a more public ownership thing, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe then I understand it, but it's not. Yeah. I think tickets should be extremely cheap or Mm -hmm. free. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. not if no, especially they, if, but they are prohibitively expensive. Yes, <laughs> prohibitively. Like especially a football game. You're talking like a couple hundred dollars for a shitty ticket to a yeah. football game, and you got to buy them months in advance. And you got to also then pay you know out the ass for shitty food. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and then also uh, yeah, because like we were driving through uh, international district the other day, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize there was a game going on, and yeah, and just like all the freeze parking spaces are taken, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh. Guys were, you know, selling parking ticket, uh, parking, sp- parking spaces for $65. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So, you know, the politics of this are all fucked up, really. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, Brittany Griner probably shouldn't be in a Russian prison. No, she however, shouldn't. However, releasing a guy known as the Merchant of Death. Well, it sounds like he has skills that are going, that are going to be very useful in this the con- and the, Again, uh, the Russia versus Ukraine conflict. Yeah, like which, oh, yeah, that's gonna. Russia be- has the merchant of death. We really need to uh, pump up our rhetoric against uh-huh. <laughs> against them right now. Yeah, then- you're right. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they fucking use that as a talking point in a couple months. Yep, exactly. Like, you know, once everyone forgets that we gave them back the merchant of death, uh-huh. then like we're gonna start scaremongering about and it's, the merchant it, of it's, death. It's all part of the same system because this yeah. whole thing was is all part of the big proxy war, you know, keeping detaining Brittany Griner in the first place. Yeah. So, um, you know that I, if you listen to the, the cast at all, you know that I am not for a, uh, carceral or punitive state at all. And Mm -hmm. I think we should abolish all prisons. However, weapons dealers like this Victor bout. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, you know, a cultural centrist here and be like, just people like him. I'm talking about like, all weapons dealers, including mm-hmm. American weapons manufacturer executives, like the executive boards of Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, etc., they should all be imprisoned. <laughs> we should have prisons for people like them. And that includes also our politicians who are also like, yeah, arms like, dealers. No, no, people who are legitimately like complicit in racketeering murder. Yeah. Like putting up a conspiracy and figuring out ways to get, you know, put money in shareholders' pockets in exchange for selling weapons that will ultimately go to murdering people extrajudicially and, you know, on a much greater basis, innocent than guilty. Yeah. Well, once we, you know, funnel all the arms to, um, these, uh, these fringe groups, and then we will have something that we can fight up, fight against. So, Mm -hmm. and we're just kind of war is profit. Afghanistan all over again. Yeah. I mean, we're already like also, uh, you know, also beating the war drums for Iran again, you know, pretty hard. Oh, Iran, Taiwan. Yeah. There's all sorts <laughs> of places we want to fucking get involved in. Yeah. Fucking the CIA <laughs> has the craziest boner, like all, at all times. You, What kind of blue chew do you think they use? Are they probably the, probably si- some di- secret CIA blue chew. Oh, CIA blue chew. <laughs> I wonder what they have. Yeah. There's some, yeah, MK Ultra blue chew. And I don't, I don't know if you saw that one video that today is like, um, uh, one person, uh, they're called Chelsea Hart, mm-hmm. but they're like you know, uh, I, you definitely see like the na- the you know secure you know national security like you know changing changing perspective because you know especially with the war drums for Iran you know you know we had like you know people like uh, McCain mm-hmm. you know doing oh, yeah. it and what got it was unsuccessful you know oh, couldn't rally the people pistol, so now we have like you know people with you know rainbow flags and um and their bios and uh-huh. and stuff like that you know. Uh, saying like we need to go we need to do sanctions against the Iranian people and you know just like calling for war for Iran but in a woke way mm-hmm. and so it's like okay yeah then <laughs> like their sec- or uh yeah. our uh security uh, you know defense departments you know changing changing uh tactics and and it's it's super weird to me how like 
we're not, I don't know, like our government isn't just like directly supporting and being really loud about the current protests they're having there and supporting women. Mm. Like, cause they could do that and that'd be mm. helpful. And like, you know, part of like a revolutionary act that would still be leaving it up to their people and not, you know, doing a little, uh, CIA coup. <laughs> well, that's what I think they're doing. Like, you know, they're, they're also like, you know, spreading the misinformation and stuff about the people and, about and, oh yeah. About all of the, like the, uh, fucking protesters getting, getting like, murdered. Yeah. Just it, it, yeah. It was something they reported on and quickly like took retracted and uh-huh. because, and, uh, because but, people were like, that's not true. And where's the proof? Yeah. And like, well, um, <laughs> uh, the fact that I am saying it at all and that you believed it just shows how, how what kind of world we're living in that, that how possible it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but yeah, really the goal is just to, to, uh, cr- you know, create, uh, manufacture consent for for war and mm-hmm. uh and then eventually just like you know rape and pillage mm-hmm. iran's natural resources which you know it's like how all of our stuff but you know we're just doing it very uh got an order someone ordered a thing on the thing oh boy 20 bucks hells yeah 20 bucks little man that's a geordie shirt geordie vision shirt hells yeah if you uh Listen to the podcast. You don't have any of our merch. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing? Eat a gun. No, don't, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. We love you. We, we love you. We want to no, kiss you, you on the mouth. Yeah, we love you. You are, you are cared about. You're special. <laughs> you're listening to this dumbass podcast, so uh, you're <laughs> cool, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You're super cool. Uh, all right, moving on. In some uh, domestic uh, political news, it was just announced yesterday. Guess what? Hmm. Our boy, boy Walker. Oh yeah, he's not gonna not gonna go to the Senate. Uh-huh. I hope he's. I hope. Um. So so, uh, Raphael Warnock uh, beat Herschel Walker in the Georgia Senate runoff, uh, giving the uh, Senate a fifty-one forty-nine majority, hmm. which is pretty good because then you know they don't have to worry as much about cinema or mansion. Yeah, one of them isn't on board, but I mean they're still both pieces of shit and they'll never be on board. So whatever, fuck them. Yeah. I mean, they'll they'll whip their votes either way, just to fuck with whatever they don't. Yeah, care. if not if not them, then the parliamentarian or. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they always need some some boogeyman <laughs> to like make it so that vote's just not possible. It's just out of reach, no matter. Yeah, what. Like, it's like oh, we really wanted to pass this, but you know, the parliamentarian or yeah, cinema and and mansion, like oh yeah, but then they put like a, a provision in there for like. Uh, an upward transfer of wealth to like some corporation and suddenly like it passes <laughs> everyone like, goes bipartisan lines yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah finally they're coming together and yeah and then like people like Brooklyn Dead Defiant can be like yes <laughs> this 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 is bipartisan power yeah yeah Brooklyn Dead <laughs> our favorite Twitter boy yeah Twitter lib fuck so, that dude yeah so um <clears throat> um Raphael Warnock Got re-election, defeated Herschel Walker, who it was becoming more and more unhinged. And so I'm actually very sad about this. I've been very vocal in in ways, mm-hmm. not not politically, but in ways I wanted Herschel Walker to win. Yeah. Specifically because, you know, because we don't have Trump anymore, we don't really have anybody funny in politics anymore. Uh, they got rid of, uh, they, they quickly got rid of uh, Madison Cawthorn. The guy, yeah. the guy that was in the, the mean, wheelchair that, that that guy was pretty funny, like and, un, completely unintentionally. But. but also, it's it's funny that that he was they quickly turned on him when he when he said uh, that there was some orgies, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that that um, Republican members of Congress attended oh, yeah. cocaine orgies. Yeah, there's cocaine orgies, and you know, you could believe that or not. But like, what made it very like possible that he's telling the truth is that they all turned on him instantly, and he and like all that all that like. Uh, you know, uh, compromising footage of him, you mm. know, being like, you know, being a little gay with the boys, yeah. <laughs> like started, mean, to, started to be unleashed and then he lost his reelection. <laughs> I mean, so here's, here's my thing. Mm. Here's, here's the most compelling argument I've heard against that idea that mm. these things actually existed. And this is not to be ableist in any way, but who invites the wheelchair guy to an orgy? He's got, he's got holes. He's he's got holes, but you never know what his situation down there is. If yeah. all the equipment's working and stuff, if he even has feeling, and especially if you're a Republican, you don't want to be insensitive and actually ask. <laughs> so I don't believe that ever happened. 
Well, I mean, Never he was, happened. but also he was, you know, he was like a, um, mm-hmm. he was a, he was new, so he was obviously going to bottom for somebody. They don't really care about his pleasure. That's true. That's so true. yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing. Like, but he, at the same time, as a as a as a pure top, you never want a <laughs> bottom that you don't know what's going on because you don't know if he has full control of his bowels. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. it was a, it was in like a car accident <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah, like that. That's so lame too. That he was like, that's how he lost his legs is he was like in a car accident. Yeah, I I, I definitely feel like they they made it seem like he was like a war hero or yeah, something. Yeah, like like Tammy Duckworth actually. Yeah. Is. yeah, but like uh, but yeah, he was just asleep in the car and his friend was drunk driving. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, and and that's how he um. Uh, became disabled. Yeah. But uh but yeah. But yeah, no, they got rid of him super quick after he after mm-hmm. he said that stuff. Yeah, he he lost his primary. Yeah, which which legitimately makes me think it's kind of true, but who knows. Yeah, who knows. But uh yeah, that that was pretty funny. But uh you know, mm-hmm. Herschel Walker, another funny guy. Yeah. Can't do it. Sorry. No. Um I don't know. I don't know who's who's the funniest person in politics right now, do you think? In 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 America in an elected position. Marjorie Taylor Greene's pretty funny. She's still one. She's she's. I think she's more wacky than funny. Yeah, she's like definitely, Matt, she's Matt, definitely Matt, a psychopath. Yeah, Matt Gates is like wacky in the same way, but yeah. also not funny. More yeah. just like, I hate that person. What are they doing? Mm. I thought Lauren, Lauren Boebert was like more authentically accidentally funny, mm-hmm. especially because of like the food poisoning stuff and whatever. And her uh, husband oh, being no, her, uh, going to jail for jerking off in front of minors. Yeah, that, that, this is just, <laughs> I mean that all all that like the backstory is like legitimately fucking hilarious. Yeah. Whereas Mar- Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green really doesn't have that. She's just like some fucking like CrossFit witch. Yeah, well, that's a thing. Her doing uh, pull-ups is mm-hmm. one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen that. It's it's she does CrossFit pull-ups, which are um, mm-hmm. which basically you do a full body motion where you swing your body and then like go up. So it's oh, not actual. Yeah. It's not okay. actually like working any muscle, and then oh. really it like you go down so violently it can dislocate your <laughs> shoulders. Oh yeah, so CrossFit like whenever I see it, I'm like that just seems like bad form. It, like it, it always, that's, it's that's super it's violent and it's like. Looks like it's about to tear their muscles or dislocate your joints and yeah. shit. Yeah, that looks terrifying to me. So yeah, thank you. And also, the worst people are 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 drawn to it. What, like Marjorie Taylor Greene? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, and it's like people. The thing is, like, mm, I'm always very skeptical of people who are like, "I'm paleo," because you know, most of the time they mean their diet. But most of the time, they also mean their politics. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like some paleoconservative or a paleo-fascist or something like yeah. that. Um, which, you know, goes hand in hand with like eco-fascist types like Varg, Vickrings and yeah. shit. Um, but it's funny like because, yeah, but it's like, you know, paleo diets where, you know, people the average uh, lifespan of a human being was 35 years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, it must be working. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean... Okay, so but you sleep indoors. You're yeah. saying? <laughs> that doesn't seem very paleo of you. But it is funny. Like there is like a whole movement that's somehow against agriculture. It's like I mean, I almost like agriculture on the whole probably a mistake. At the same yeah. time, I mean that's what it's what built civilization. Yeah, but it's like because you because you have like you know the paleo diets where it's just like you know you just get like stuff that's foraged or mm-hmm. or something or like you know that's I think that's the whole. Pr- perspective of it and then you have also people like the liver king mm-hmm. selling like oh like who says like vegetables are full of poison and you <laughs> need to eat our like uh root livers for nutrients and stuff like that oh, yeah or steroids oh <laughs> we love them steroids <laughs> but, baby but it's like and then but then denying like the advantage that um that agriculture had on human civilization to to uh to uh, build what we have today, you know, yeah. it's just just kind of fascinating. I mean, I, the real question is: is what we have today bullshit? I mean, I think what of what we have now is bullshit. But yeah, I think I think the bones were good. I think the bones <laughs> that we had for civilization. Were yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine like a future where like we do make um, agriculture happen, but then like two, you know, four thousand years later, we we. Don't have podcasts <laughs> like a utopia like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if we had like it doesn't a, have to be this way. Had a world of uh of communal giving and 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 things were things were done for purely human advancement. 
That not profit. God, I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a political system that's tried that before. <laughs> yeah. That like the CIA really doesn't. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That they got that. Uh, yeah. Pass sanctions against any 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 given chance. Hell yeah, lethal sanctions. So moving on in is this domestic news? Yeah, let's do some more domestic news here. Here's a here's here's something sad for all of you uh, RoboCop fans out there. No. So amid outcry, San Francisco pauses on killer police robots. Uh, so is I think we I I think we just mentioned it last week. I don't think we reported it. It's raspberry flavor. Mm. Um, so uh, San Francisco, their uh, board of city directors or whatever, like they uh, they approved uh, the police using robots to kill people. Yeah, basically, like if there was any imminent danger to police or anything like that, like <laughs> someone taking hostages or something like that. They said it's cool to send a robot to kill that person. Yep, and they also said like that the like lethal force if like if a if a cop's life is in danger as well. It's like well, cops it, always feel like their lives are. But in also, danger. also like what whose life you're sending in a robot is the robot's life in danger, and the robot can have lethal force if someone shoots at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like it's like I thought that was the whole point of using a robot is to, uh, uh yeah, to to uh to uh, diffuse the situation about the loss of human life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the thing. Like you could, you could use the robot to just what shoot, r- shoot pellets mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that. Shoot rubber, shoot rubber bullets. And cause like, but I feel like if it, if you send a robot into, to a uh, hostage situation, I feel it has less dexterity mm-hmm. than like a human would in that situation. Like you're, yeah. you, cause you get, cause like the robots being controlled by a human that's in mm-hmm. a, and not even in the situation. Exactly. And so you have like, yeah, you, you have like multiple layers at that point of like reaction time. Yeah. Which is not good. So no. San Francisco supervisors voted Tuesday to put the brakes on a controversial policy that would have let police use robots for deadly force, reversing course at just days after their approval of the plan generated fierce pushback and warnings about the militarization, uh, and use of automation. Mm. Um, in policing. Uh, the Board of Supervisors voted unanimously to explicitly ban the use of robots in such a fashion for now, but they sent the issue back to a committee for further discussion and could vote in the future to let police use robots in a lethal manner in limited cases. Yeah, of course, it would be in limited cases in the first place. Why would you even put that AP... <laughs> like, this is, like, so apologetic. So, the board voted yeah. last week to allow the use of deadly robots in extreme circumstances. Uh, the police department said it had no plans to arm the robots with guns, but wanted the ability to put explosives on them <laughs> and then use to contact, incapacitate, or disorient dangerous or armed suspects when lives are at risk. There is nothing that can go wrong there. No. Nothing that can go wrong there. Yeah, especially with with the you know the our uh, trigger happy reactionary police officers, you know, like I can I you know we can really trust them with a uh, with a robot bomb, you know, yeah. send into uh, situations that that'll totally be excusable. Like, yeah, it's it, this is this is bad. Like, like everyone should be against this. <laughs> yeah, uh, someone who was against it was uh, Supervisor Dean Preston, who said on Tuesday, "quote." Uh, the people of San Francisco have spoken loud and clear. There is no place for killer police robots in our city. <laughs> Which is it's just quote like, of, like of, of the year. It seems like it does. That does seem like a line from RoboCop. I know. I know. I love it so much. <laughs> and, uh, this is Detroit and we're not going to have any killer police robots. <laughs> he continued. We should be working our ways to decrease the use of lethal, uh, lethal force by local law enforcement, not giving them new tools to kill people. <laughs> Which totally. Um, yeah, this would have been a good RoboCop movie, just like mm-hmm. like the the public outcry against RoboCop, and that's and that's that's the enemy for RoboCop. <laughs> um, so. The vote was a result of a new state law that requires police departments to inventory equipment, including certain guns, grenades, armored vehicles, and battering rams, and to seek explicit approval for their use. Which is a weird reaction to that law. Yeah. Like, you have to... You're now being held accountable for weapons being used. Oh, 
we need robots because <laughs> people keep on losing too much lethal equipment. Is that what they're saying with that uh, action? I don't know. That one's really weird. So, um, so far only San Francisco and Oakland have discussed lethal robots as part of that law. Oakland police wanted to arm robots with shotguns. Jesus Christ. But back down in the face of public opposition, instead opting for pepper spray, which is still a terrible idea. Yeah. Having been peppered sprayed by the cops before for peacefully protesting. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. You're not going to put another layer of unaccountability because mm-hmm. like, like even now, like the guy who pepper sprayed me and a bunch of people, he was never taken to account by anybody. Nope. No. Uh, even though like several people got his badge number and everything like he's no, never yeah. going to be taken into account. Yeah, the, uh, when I was in a cell and I got headbutted by a police officer, mm-hmm. um, I complained about the headbutting, and mm-hmm. uh, they totally left that cop's name out of all of the police reports. Right? And like, <laughs> and your best chance at that point is maybe like you know getting it on vi- if there's a security camera. Or something, yeah, you might have a chance there. But if there's a robot there, there's another layer of you know unaccountability of mm-hmm. like. Oh well, I was the, I was that guy. Well, I did work in the controls. You don't know who's actually doing it. Yeah, it's also it's also provides them because, and I feel like with a robot, they mm-hmm. they are even more prone to uh to uh to violence. Because well, are, that, are you saying that more civilians die by drone strikes than they ever did from from uh, uh like fucking carpet bombing? Absolutely, because you're. Oh, weird. <laughs> because you're weird. That's be, be, actually true. Because yeah, it because it, like yeah, I think I me- mentioned it like how like there is like this a hesitancy to for people to pull the trigger themselves mm-hmm. at human lives, but if there's like this distance, mm-hmm. this this sort of like distance between um the trigger and like the person and like or the person's viewing it through a screen or something, like it's easier to pull that trigger. Also. Uh, there's also, I think, something to be said for, like, certain cultural hegemony. Because, like, an American in the military has never known life under a place that's under attack or under siege or being bombed or anything. Yeah. The closest thing that they think they know to that is, like, 9-11, which is mm-hmm. fucking nothing compared to, like, living in Iraq or Afghanistan yep. or anywhere we fucking bombed, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, they don't understand what it's like you know, worry for your life every day because mm-hmm. a foreign invaded, invading, like occupying military force is waging war on this nebulous fucking entity that's among you and killing about five to 10 times as many citizens as the quote unquote enemy combatants they're going after. Yeah. Which is like not good <laughs> odds. Oh. It's not good, like. I mean, and the U.S. military is fine with that kind of collateral damage. They're fine yeah. with killing every five people for every military target. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they're fine. And it's fucked up, man. It's all fucked up. They know the survivors, you know, are obviously going to um, oppose the, in the United States occupation. So that's going to, you know, that's the survivors are, are the next uh, mm-hmm. um, people we have to go to war against. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's their system. Yeah. We create new armies so we can mow them down. Yeah. Fucking enrich Raytheon. Yeah. Raytheon needs to needs to st- pump up those stock prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to we need to sell weapons, you know, and give them give them tax breaks. So that we tax gotta, breaks for they can only do that with massive amounts of human life lost. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cat the the death toll of communi- of capitalism. But, <laughs> but up until now, no white people. Yeah. But you know what? The the tide is turning. Now we're okay with the collateral damage of Ukrainians and yep. Russian soldiers. Yep. Like that's our, our the new frontier, which is uh, we figured out a way to enrich the weapons manufacturers while losing very few, if no, American life whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and somehow get white exclusively, pretty much white people in the crosshairs, and basically everyone in American media is on board with it. Yeah, well, I think this was definitely a test to see what they can introduce next. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, yeah. we're also, I mean, we're already pretty, pretty okay at the, you know, the war at home. You know, or right. have we? Everyone has this idea that there's like this massive crime wave that's happening that the police, oh, that the God. police, that the police need to have these 
these uh which is absolutely false like yeah. mm-hmm. mur- murder mur- the murder rate has gone up slightly mm-hmm. all other violent crime pretty much across the board nationwide is down yep yeah. yeah but property but, crimes but you know yeah. but but you wouldn't think that with like how like you know everyone crying on you know politicians and our media crying about this crime wave that that necessi- necessitates the um the creation of killer robots mm-hmm. <laughs> that that need to to be armed with shotguns and explosives to we, take down these like cuz like I guess people need some way to take down the fucking armed people protecting the drag brunch. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, but, and, but, you know, cause like, you know, we're creating this narrative that like somehow like cities are fucking like, it's fucking like escape from New York and like other, in some sort of like eighties film, you know, or, um, or rumble in the Bronx that there's like these, like r- these more like <laughs> escape from LA <laughs> escape from LA. Yeah. That there's like this, the, like that this, like, this, this huge war zone, that the that the cops every day are are so brave to enter and and now we're saving them by creating these killer robots to take down these like this uh this massive uh paramilitary force or whatever that yeah, exists. Being so. a cop is an incredibly safe job. It is. More cops die from car accidents than heart attacks than on the job shooting. And also COVID was a big killer mm-hmm. of, of, of police officers. I want to say you're more likely to be shot to death working at a payday loan place than you are uh Working as a cop and pizza delivery and pizza. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so it's yeah. like like there are more fatalities. Yeah, like from violence. You're to, more likely to die from gun violence as a uh, as a school as a school child than you are as a police officer. That's true. That, that <laughs> I think that became cool. Uh, the, cool. That became true this year with the Olvide, mm-hmm. which is really fucked up. Yeah, that 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 statistic actually exists now. The kids are kids are brave as fuck for going to school. Yeah, our teachers are much braver than our cops. Yeah, and somehow cops are paid like three times as much. And also given uh, state of the art um, armor, weapons, and, and also and get now, to beat their wives and keep their job. And, uh, and now they have killer robots to do their jobs for them, while they can just sit around and collect on. Um, you know, uh, you know, Seattle police officers. You know, they're they're raking. Some of them are raking in like a million dollars a year. <laughs> like it's. Not not quite that much. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, oh, I think like half a million or something. It's uh, like the highest paid one a few years ago was actually like there was like five people paid better than Carbon or Carmen Best three mm-hmm. years ago when they released that stuff, and uh, they were all making like uh, three hundred twenty, three hundred and fifty thousand, which is insane. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. Absolutely <laughs> insane for a, for a fucking <laughs> cop, a non elected police official. Yeah, like a, a cop. Yeah. A cop. <laughs> Who do absolutely jack shit. Yeah, like, uh, you can't write enough fucking tickets to fucking justify that. You can't yeah. generate that amount of money as a cop. And the thing is, the way cops generate money is all draconian dog shit. Like, fuck, fuck cops. Fuck the way they make money. Fucking ticketing people. Fuck you. Yeah, they were out in full force uh, today and yesterday. I was just like, I was like, damn, there's a lot of police out. <laughs> yeah, I nah, fuck them. A cab, a cab, a cab. Uh, some more international news. Uh, Anthony Blinken, um, Anthony Blinken, um, says the U.S. will be able to call Sweden and Finland NATO allies soon. Mm. Yep. So, according to this article in Reuters. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken went on Thursday, uh, said on Thursday, uh, he is convinced the United States will be able to call Sweden and Finland NATO allies soon and said Turkey's concerns about the two nations joining the alliance are still being addressed. Uh, Blinken speaking at a press briefing following meetings at the State Department with his Swedish and Finnish counterparts said that the two nations are already integrating into the work of the alliance. Uh, He said, quote, this is not a bilateral issue between the United States and Turkey. It's not going to turn into one, Blinken said, adding that Finland and Sweden have had a productive process working with Turkey to address concerns and concrete steps have been taken. I have every expectation that both will formally become members soon, he said, end quote. Finland and Sweden both asked to join NATO this year in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but longtime member Turkey refused to endorse the request until a number of demands were met, including taking a tougher stance against Kurdish militants and removing a ban on arms sales. <laughs> Which I don't like either of those things. Uh, NATO makes its decisions by consensus, 
meaning that the two Nordic nations require the approval of all 30 alliance member states. Only Turkey still stands opposed to their membership, though Hungary has also yet to ratify it. Mm. And being led by Viktor Orban, they wouldn't want to ratify that. Yeah. Like, why? it's weird that they're still focusing on Turkey when Hungary's going to be as much of an issue, if probably not worse. Um, Finnish Foreign Minister, this is a name, Pekka Havisto said Finland hoped to finalize the process of NATO membership soon, saying, quote, we take the security concerns of our allies serious. Finland is a security provider whose membership will further strengthen the alliance as a whole. Hmm. What do you think about this? What do you think about it? You got NATO feelings? You got NATO feelings, Pat? Yeah, I mean, I don't like NATO. <laughs> no, no, NATO's no good. Uh, I'd, I'd highly recommend, uh, if you'd like to more know about uh, know more about NATO, uh, the Truanon podcast is mm-hmm. done a three or four-part series yeah. on NATO. Mm-hmm. Very, very good, very informative. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, as with everything, a protection racket for capital. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, this, this one is obviously NATO, you know, makes a lot of decisions when it comes to like defense and stuff. So they're very intertwined with, you know, weapons manufacturers, of course. Yes. And also they're very much intertwined with keeping Western world hegemony. Mm-hmm. That's the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. So more than anything, it's a block of Western thought nations who do nothing to help and actively try to harm other nations, not in that dome of influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're more than okay with fucking ransacking the developing world in East Asia and Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, the, like, you know, the non-member countries in the fucking like Eastern Europe and stuff. Like they're uh, mostly fucking dog shit. Yes. Yeah. And also, it makes sense that they would want, you know, these countries in, you know, with, like, war with Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being... especially Finland is, like, mm-hmm. strategically very advantageous to them. Yes. And, you know, uh, to be fair to Finland, they have had some um, problems with Russia going back to World War II. Mm-hmm. And probably before that. But, you know, uh, the Soviets tried to invade uh, Finland in World War II. The Finnish kicked their fucking ass, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's a, that's a, it's a pretty 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 fun story. But yeah, it, it make, yeah, like, make, it's making sense why the, the, they're making these moves. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, but at the same time, yeah, the whole thing is dog shit. Like, they shouldn't have to, like, seek protection from Russia and I guess this might be their best option, but their best option sucks mm-hmm. um, and, like, has a lot of implications that I don't know if they quite realize yet. Yes. A lot of bad, lasting, very globalist implications. And they're, you know, they're tying themselves in with some bad actors, mostly, mm-hmm. like, us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yes, I mean, I wouldn't trust us as far no, as I can throw in no. the United States. Like, if I was in any other nation, I would be like, yeah, fuck America. Yeah. I'm in I'm in America, and I'm like, hey, fuck. <laughs> uh, the only thing I like about America is that I have the freedom to say that. Yeah. There, there's a certain amount of privilege afforded to living here, too. But, yeah, fuck America. Um, now, here is some very important – I don't know if this is global. This is, I guess, domestic news, but we might consider it global. Um I mean, this is important to me. It's not important to you, really. Mm. TGI Friday's mozzarella sticks <laughs> contain no mozzarella lawsuit against manufacturer. Groups. Really? What does it contain? So uh, this is according to an article from NBC Montana. So um, a federal judge in Chicago has ruled that a potential nationwide class action lawsuit can proceed against the makers of TGI Friday's mozzarella snack sticks, but not against the restaurant chain that shares the same name. The lawsuit claims that TGI Friday's packaged cheese snacks found in a grocery store frozen food sections are labeled mozzarella sticks, but they actually only contain cheddar cheese. (laughs) Only fine print on the back of the product package reportedly reveals the truth about this ruse. Mm. Plaintiff Amy Joseph accused both TGI Friday's Inc. and the makers of the cheese sticks in Venture Foods, Inc., of misleading customers with the packaging label. Customers would not pay as much or buy as much of the product 
if it was accurately labeled, Joseph said in her lawsuit. This Monday, U.S. District... What's the... What, like, I'm sorry, but like... Like, a TGI Friday's frozen mozzarella sticks. Who fucking cares what kind of cheese it is? Like, you, you probably, like... You really think there's like a difference between mozzarella and cheddar being in this? Yeah, yeah. One's like a boiled cheese. The other's like an aged cheese. Yeah, but like both both of those things when they're in those sort of products are just like, they're probably just just a thing called cheese product. Like there's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they're actually made in traditional cheese, cheese methods. Mm-hmm. So, um, as it said... Customers would not pay as much or buy as much of the product if it was accurately labeled, Joseph said in her lawsuit. That is her argument. Okay. So this Monday, U.S. District Judge Robert M. Dow Jr. denied a motion from InVenture Foods to dismiss the lawsuit, according to Reuters. Judge Dow Jr. did, however, reportedly grant TGI Friday's request to be removed as a defendant from the case as he found the chain's restaurant-only involvement in the, quote, mozzarella sticks, quote, product, to be as a licensor. Yeah, they just they just lamped out their name to some mozzarella stick yeah. frozen food company. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Inventor reportedly argued that uh, it is never really said the product contained mozzarella cheese, adding that no, quote, reasonable customer, unquote, would think a, quote, shelf-stable crunchy snack product <laughs> actually contained mozzarella. I didn't yeah. realize they were, these were shelf-stable as well. Yeah. If it's, Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it, was, it said it was frozen, so shelf stable is wrong. Mm. Shelf stable, yeah. That, that that's oh, they're shelf stable, not frozen. No, it it says that, but that's not true. Yeah, they're frozen because it said frozen earlier. Yeah, I would imagine after. Yeah. yeah, shelf stable means it's like a canned. Good. Yeah, like, I like I wouldn't box if, if you know if I eat cheese and I bought like some fucking mozzarella sticks, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't be expecting it to be like you know fucking fresh you know buffalo mozzarella or mm-hmm. some. <laughs> Something and in, in like in the in a in a four ninety nine uh, package of of mozzarella sticks, I would just assume it was just like yeah. But you're vegan, so you don't really know. <laughs> but I would just. But I, I would. Mean, but stop, still, it's stop not- trying to empathize with the uh, us cheese eaters. <laughs> all right, like. I, I get what you're trying to do here, but it's not your politics, man. I, stay in your fucking lane. Stay in your Pat. fucking lane. Stay in man. your fucking lane. <laughs> but like, but I just saying, I wouldn't expect any sort. I mean, you, you can. I don't even think you could consider it cheddar cheese. Like it's just it's just a cheese product. No, it says it's cheddar. But it, like, what's like? It's just I don't think it. That, but my point is like I don't think it's like actual like a real cheese product. It's just like a really crappy artificial cheese thing that they make. So the snack maker also questioned Joseph's motives for purchasing the product. Reuters reports adding that Inventor Foods said that Joseph had filed multiple consumer class action lawsuits with at least eight being made in the last mm. decade. Oh, so she's highly litigious. 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 Uh, Joseph's lead attorney, Thomas Zimmerman, Zimmerman Jr. of Zimmerman Law Offices, celebrated the ruling, telling USA Today that the class action of, against Inventor Foods will proceed. Yep, that's uh, that's my very interesting news. <laughs> Yeah, well, I hope she wins. Why not? I'm sure they have a ton of mozzarella money that they can uh, give her. And <laughs> mozzarella money. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like you know. Hopefully, she does. Uh, you know, maybe like her winning one will 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 uh, make her happy, and she can go back. And maybe they'll put you know some other uh, mo- mozzarella like product into into, oh, yeah. <laughs> into just use the mozzarella flavoring instead of the cheddar flavoring when they when they make this. Yeah, make, make us all happy. I mean, mozzarella yeah. doesn't really taste like much. No, mozzarella is like a very like bland cheese most I, of the I time. I know. I, like I'd almost prefer the cheddar than the mozzarella, right? Yeah, that sounds actually better. Yeah. Like especially if it was like, because yeah, that's the thing. Like you take like a, um, you know, fucking like jalapeno popper or something. Mm. Like, I mean, I used to eat cheese. I know. Well, well, but the thing is, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a big <laughs> difference between, uh, I think, the jalapeno poppers we might be thinking of because yeah. there's a regional difference. Yeah, there's cheddar, and then there's also um, cream cheese or cottage yeah, cheese. Yeah, so the, from what I understand, the the cream cheese is more of like the West Coast version. Yeah. And then uh, the cheddar one is more Midwest and East Coast. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, where, that's, you, that's where I ate them, yeah. Yeah, you grew up with the cheddar ones, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah but I, also, grew, but, I grew up with the, the, the sour cream ones in Alaska. Oh, hells yeah. Yeah, so very uh, cultural differences there. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing, like... 
you know, I bet like homemade ones would probably probably slap. You know, get some fresh mozzarella, cut into little cut on little strips. Yeah, I don't know. Like for, as far as like frozen type like fried food type stuff goes, I feel like that stuff is almost always better. Like if it's processed. Like, yeah, that's the uh, thing. This is so heavily processed. I doubt you can even tell what kind of cheese is supposed to be inside anyway. True. That was like a point. I think like you know, it's just like it just tastes. It just tastes like cheese. But I mean, <laughs> that's not the point of being litigious. Yeah. The point of being litigious is to like bend the law into making money for you, which is why we really need to destroy the <laughs> the British law system yeah. that we have built our nation on because it's the fucking dumbest thing of all time. Yeah. The French have a much better system. Yeah. It's I more mean, like the spirit of the law rather than like the fucking letter of the law and mm-hmm. the dumb, dumb decisions <laughs> old white men have made about the law mm. years and years before. Yeah. But you know, more power to people who can find stupid little inconsistencies like this and yeah, I mean, build a like, lawsuit against yeah, if, it. If you can, like, I mean, it sucks that I'm sure Inventure Foods is still like a big corporation stuff, mm-hmm. but I really wish it could have gone against like TGI Fridays itself more. And yeah, like, like denamed from the lawsuit because, like, I mean, TGI Fridays has a lot to answer for. A lot of crimes. They, they do. <laughs> a lot of crimes to my bowels. You know? Yeah. 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 They have to. They have. They have to answer sometime. They can't escape the law forever. Mm-hmm. Like eventually going to catch up with them. Yeah. I mean like, and it all, they also have to answer the, the question. Like, why are you open the other six days of the week? Yeah. Like TGI Fridays on Tuesday. Excuse, uh, excuse me? me. TGI Tuesdays. Maybe. Can you imagine people who go to TGI Fridays on a Tuesday? It must be really weird. I've been to a TGI Fridays on mm. a weekday before. I mean, it was like, you know, my family took me there. Like, so I've I've got family in Pennsylvania, and they are just like even though they're like on the the Delaware Pennsylvania border type mm-hmm. area, or they were now they're in like mid like middle Pennsylvania where they belong, because kind of. <laughs> they're like middle Pennsylvania type of people, you know, kind of in coal country or former coal country. Yeah, they've just like resigned themselves somehow to like being in the Midwest, even though they live in Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's uh, they're like um, I, I love I love them. They're they're wonderful, but they're the type of people like. Do they put sweet stuff in meatloaf? I'm sure they probably put raisins in meatloaf. Yeah, that's a big thing. Like, they have uh, have uh, sweet uh, things and meatloafs around like, Pennsylvania. Basically, whenever I go there, I do all the cooking, or we just order sandwiches out. <laughs> Hells yeah. Or TGIFs. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, they, they like, took me to – that's the kind of places they go. And their favorite restaurant is Applebee's mm. that they go to every Friday, which makes me wonder <laughs> – why don't they go to the the restaurant that's mm. meant for? It's literally it's got in the <laughs> goddamn name, people. I'm gonna call them right now. I'm gonna text them right now. Yeah, I, I bet they're on a on, a, on a first Aunt name Sue, basis. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing tomorrow? You need to go to EGI Fridays instead of that bullshit <laughs> Applebee's. God damn it! Fuck Jesus Christ! <laughs> and sent. Okay. And you were saying earlier in the other episode, like how um, you know, there needs to be a reboot of uh, Cheers. Oh yeah, there definitely needs like they like you could reboot it with Applebee's. Oh, where everybody somewhat knows your name, and they're sometimes <laughs> glad you came. <laughs> and that, it'd be fun because you could have like a couple like core cast members of the people who work at the Applebee's, and there's like. For people that are always rotating, <laughs> just there's different different some people who get fired or quit, and then like they just bring in new characters yeah. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I, but it, it has to center around a character who is exactly like Christopher Renteria. Ooh, the, the crack smoking prep cook we used to work with. Yeah, that guy sucked. That guy did suck. Yeah. Good riddance. Not trash. <laughs> Moving on in um, in international news, the United States Congress has released the final version of the 2023 National Defense Authorization Act that authorizes up to $12 billion in grants and loans to Taiwan over the next five years to buy U.S. weapons. Oh, boy. That's right. Weapons giveaway. Weapons, weapons, weapons. Weapons. I don't think people realize how much we actually like spend on just like giving away weapons to other countries. Yep. Like when they say um, grants and loans, we're giving those weapons. Yeah. Away. Mm-hmm. We're literally just spending all of the money to buy them from fucking 
Boeing, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, you know, any of those, any of those groups. Mm-hmm. We're putting them on our own planes, buying the fuel, taking them over to Taiwan, just giving them to some people, mm-hmm. just whatever. Yeah. Leaving. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wonder what they wonder why. <laughs> I mean, you know, think about the Raytheon shareholders. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You got to think about them. The, the, the president always thinks about the Raytheon shareholders. And yeah. That's what I appreciate about the president is no matter what party they're in, the Raytheon shareholders are always a priority. Yeah. Which is weird. And it's true with the yeah, all uh, you know, members of Congress and House and everybody else. Like, you know, we got to make sure – Got to make sure Raytheon and everybody else is well yeah. accounted for because they're the they're the they're they're the ones who uh, who really benefit from our from our uh, our whole uh, system of government. <laughs> Twelve billion dollars. So the act would authorize up to two billion dollars in annual grants from 2023 to 2027. Mm. A grant, by the way, is a giveaway, mm. and an additional two billion dollars in loans, which is cool. Maybe they have to pay us back. So yeah. we're going to give away $10 billion in weapons mm-hmm. to Taiwan. Yeah, our tax money. What um, <laughs> what, what um, military conflict are they in, Pat? I don't know. What, what have they been in recently? Well, in the news. Have you, mm. Yeah, because they're not in a military conflict. Yeah. It's weird that they need $12 billion in weapons over the next five years for... Soon to come. Oh, Oh, are we predicting a war with China here? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, going back to, like, Ukraine, that was them just testing the waters to <laughs> see, like, how many and, like, what level of proxy war they could fight at what time. And, you know, it's a, basically only a matter of time before China is actually like, hey, listen – you need Taiwan, you need to dissolve your institutions so we can take over. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Like, I don't know what we can do about that. That's a domestic matter for them. It sucks if they get taken over, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of people in their way of life. But like, I mean, what, what can we do and what should we do? Yeah. We can put sanctions on them and is a world superpower and like the consumer culture that the world is basically built around. Like, that's the best we can do. And it's honestly, like, we have a lot of power in that way. And, like, you know, we only put some sanctions on Russia. If we really wanted to cripple them, we could anytime we wanted. But we don't. Mm-hmm. But we don't. Because it's not necessarily in our best interest to cripple Russia. Because if we cripple Russia, they stop fighting a war with Ukraine. And we don't have Taiwan war going up yet. So, mm-hmm. you know. But it's all money. Right into the pockets of Raytheon shareholders. Oh, I'm glad for them. Yeah. I mean, we should buy, <laughs> you know what? We should use some of the, the money from merch sales and stuff. Let's buy into Raytheon. Yeah. Let's have it fun to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, seems. We're the only Star Trek podcast, <laughs> the only communist Star Trek podcast <laughs> sponsored by Raytheon. Yeah. Sponsored by Raytheon. I love that. Yeah. Why not? I mean, yeah, uh, I we're, give we're, you a we're, lot of reasons. I think that. we're, I think we're seeing lots of, uh, lots of, uh, you know, evidence of a, uh, you know, that we're gunning up for uh, World War Three. So we got to get on the ground floor, you know, got to yeah. buy in, you know. It's like, you know, uh, their stock's gonna go out through the roof. Mm-hmm. Gonna be selling tons of weapons. All right, so that's all my news for the day, I guess. Cool. But we are going to go into a little reading series here. This one. An opinion piece written by Mark Penn from Fox News. Oh, boy. This is titled, Musk Revealed Extent of Hunter Biden Censorship by Revealing Twitter Files. Subheadline, 59% of Americans now believe Hunter Biden laptop story was real. Even half of Democrats. So, have you done much research into this? Yeah, I mean, I I, I was looking at the Mm -hmm. Twitter files thing, but I don't know, it's like, it's all stuff we already knew. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, the thing. It's like, uh, I think we, I think everyone's seen his penis at this point. Yeah. Like if, if, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't know, I'd, I'd highly recommend, uh, watching the, some more news, uh, mm-hmm. YouTube video on the Hunter Biden. Story. Oh, that is really good. It is very good. It sums it up very well. Basically what it comes down to is a couple of key facts. Yes. Hunter Biden did some illegal things. However, the illegal things he did 
are things that we probably can't prosecute him for, like, you know, doing drugs on film in foreign countries and, like, getting prostitutes and shit like that. Um, you know, whatever. Most all rich people do it. Mm-hmm. So we should maybe make laws that make that harder or impossible for him to do. Also, yeah, he definitely used his dad's influence to get jobs he was 100% not qualified for in certain mm-hmm. ways. And maybe we should do laws to make that not possible, to peddle influence for money, especially if your parents are, you know, in the highest seats of power in America. Mm-hmm. Because that's not only corrupt, it also, like, leads to a lot of shaky situations and maybe national security concerns that we should mm-hmm. not have at all. Yeah. Um, and, but ultimately, like, the biggest point was if people want to make laws against this, like it's going to be Republicans making laws against themselves because them and all of their children do this exact same kind of thing. Yeah. That's why I think it's just like this, there's not going to be anything meaningful to come out of Mm -hmm. this. No, because there's nothing meaningful there. It's just like a shitty rich kid doing shitty rich kid things. None of which are really that illegal. Mm -hmm. It's just like, we should make them somehow illegal or much more difficult to like execute. Yes. Because this is a reality for maybe thousands of kids out there with parents with a lot of influence. Yeah. Like this is like, you know, fucking like watching like Chet Hanks. Like (laughs) that, that kid has way too much privilege. (laughs) Yeah. Like his, his dad was way too famous. And because of it, like he has too much money and he's too successful in life for being, you know, a guy who should, like, be pushing his baby's mama's kid <laughs> around her apartment complex while she's at work. Colin Hanks, though, is pretty talented. Colin Hanks is great. Yeah. I love Colin Hanks. Great yeah. actor. Yeah. Mm. He was good in uh, season one of Fargo and stuff. That's oh, 100%. No, no. We, we yeah. love Colin Hanks. Yeah. yeah. Chet, Chet Hanks, though. Chet Hanks. Fucking Wolf. huge piece of shit. Oh, we love yeah. Colin Hanks, though. 100%. <laughs> we stand Colin Hanks. Very, very good actor. But, yeah, that's why, I mean, this is this is all just some, you know, political theater type stuff because, yeah, at the end of the day, like... Like nothing's gonna happen, Hunter Biden. No, 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 no. There aren't not gonna be any sort of restrictions against anyone because, yeah, like of course, like all the people in seats of power want you know real cushy jobs for their for their awful mm-hmm. idiot sons and daughters. Yep. Yep. So it's like, yeah, I mean, this is it's, but it's like something that we have to sit through and really like, like the Twitter files. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 not not it's not doing anything significant. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. hasn't revealed anything. Like I don't know, like. I would love it if he actually revealed some cool shit, but it's all just like, yeah. it's all just Hunter Biden shit that, yeah, like, like that's a thing. Like, um, what was the name of his other son that died? Bo. Yeah, Bo. He was like, he did actual like fucked up shit, like, especially with like the DuPonts and stuff. Mm. Like, um, he, he's, he's, uh, he, well, I mean, he's dead, obviously, but he's like, yep. he's, but he, um, he's the one who, um, who gave clearance for like one of the DuPonts after like uh, he was like uh, raping a child and super didn't give any sort of prosecution to them and stuff like that. I mean, there's some, there's some fucked up stories with the, with the Bidens. Like mm-hmm. they're awful oh, yeah. shitty people, but yeah. that's the thing We're they're all, all of them are shitty people. Yeah. They're yeah. all shit. It doesn't matter the party. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like they are all tools of capital Yeah, and they will do whatever they can and slit whatever throat they need to, to yeah. get them and theirs what they want. Yeah. That's why I think like, this is only like, you know, the only people that are thinking this is some sort of like evil, you know, like finding some significance in this are, you know, liberals who are pro Biden, you know, they're, they're the only ones that are really like give a fuck about any of this crap. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, article reads here, uh, the Twitter files are major, re- uh, revelations that show we, what we all suspected was happening at Twitter. What started as a content moderation system to stop child pornography grew out of control into a political viewpoint censorship operation. Even figures from the steel dossier fiasco were cru- uh, critically involved. Elon Musk did a public service to reveal the documents behind Twitter's decision-making on Hunter, the Hunter Biden laptop story in 2020. They clearly show that Twitter employees had the power to do whatever they wanted to user content, and they abused that power with weak justification. Now, to be clear, basically, like, they flagged some stories saying that they weren't, like, confirmed, and then what they actually took down were, like, some some dick photos of Hunter Biden. Yeah. Like, including James Woods put up one of Hunter Biden's dick photos, <laughs> and they took it down, which is, like, 
you know, that's like by revenge porn laws and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Don't show like naked people without their consent on the internet. That's fucked up no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. You can say, yeah, there was photos of Hunter Biden's dick that, that, that has the same impact. I don't need to see his penis. It doesn't, that doesn't change anything. Yeah. And like, that's the thing, like you should probably censor it. Cause yeah, you, again, you, as you said, you don't have, you don't have any sort of right to post the penis without, without uh, mm-hmm. his consent. So the files reveal that Twitter employees did censorship on call for political figures. And, and I got to interject. It's something it doesn't say in this article. It said for Republicans and Democrats alike. Mm-hmm. Although I did note that Democrats did have definitely more influence and there were more Democrats and liberally aligned people that worked at Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's a big fucking no duh. Yeah. It's in like fucking San Francisco. Is where their headquarters. Are you kidding me? <laughs> of course. That's yeah. Yeah, um, I mean it, it, that's the thing. Yeah, if you were taking any look at like you know if, if Twitter was like set in Oklahoma mm-hmm. or something like that, like so, I would you know or Tennessee. Uh, in 2020, a Biden campaign official could just send a link, a list of links, and a Twitter employee would respond with two words: "Handled these." That happened one time, and like not all of the links or anything were taken down, so it does, there was no proof on anything there. But uh, both sides could use this backdoor and make requests to take down links from ordinary users and celebrities, but the documents show that one side got its way a lot more. The files reveal just how many ways the platform could and did censor materials. Twitter went from removing links to the original New York Post story on Hunter Biden's laptop to blocking direct messages a tool normally used to block child pornography from spreading. Twitter also used limited visibility to similar stories. Do they wonder really why, like, one side used it a lot more? Maybe, I don't know, there's a lot more Republican disinformation than liberal shit? Yeah. Maybe. 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 (laughs) I mean, there are lots of, like, really just, like, fake-ass websites that they all link to all the time. Oh, yeah. So like it's the like, Drudge Report? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, of course, like those are going to usually be flagged as like spam or like, mm-hmm. you know, or false news type shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so these were the most drastic measures Twitter could take, and the files reveal their flimsy defense. Employees repeatedly cited the, quote, hacked materials policy, unquote, but none of them could provide an official law enforcement finding of a hack, the kind of evidence the policy used usually required. Some employees acknowledged the situation was developing and they needed more information as the situation, but they still advised to continue interfering with the story. They censored first, asked questions later, which is not a bad way to do disinformation. Like you can always uncensor things. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't unspread disinformation. Mm hmm. Um, so the absence of then CEO Jack Dorsey's leadership in the files also shows the risk of letting employees run amok with the censor's pen. Uh, Dorsey often championed Twitter's founding ideals of allowing people to create and share freely, but in practice, he abdicated responsibility of free speech to executives who come across in the files as much more politically minded. Uh, mainstream media has ignored or downplayed these revelations. The one New York Times article published over a day after the files were released doesn't link to the files or provide screenshots of key documents. That that's what, illegal. What, what key documents? And also, yeah, his dick pics. What do you want? Yeah, that's that. that, that yeah, like they're not showing a picture of his dick. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they're not linking to a pic to a picture. They that could potentially be lit, litigious for them. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing that tells me the most about this entire story is the fact that they are concentrating on. Twitter suppressing it, not what was actually in it. There's yeah. no it there. There's no there there. There's nothing in the fucking laptop that's incriminating in a way that they can use it to actually politically harm Joe Biden. No. And so they're just grasping at straws and being like, well, it's the liberals censoring this. But it's like, what is this fucking story? When what does this laptop actually mean in the first place? Why does it need to be a big article? Yeah. Why does it need to be a news story? Because the point you're trying to make, Fox News, is a point against the constituency that you're trying to support. Yeah. Which is fucking rich people. Yeah. Like, and and really, like, like, are, like, did, was, was Twitter ever saying that they are, you know, they're not some sort, they don't have any sort of, like, responsibility. No. <laughs> to, 
to even like have this stuff in the first place. No, there, it's not like there, it's not like it's not like Twitter is a public good that or a I mean, public it, service. It should be. It like, should be. It, every social media site of a certain size should be made a public utility. Mm-hmm. Straight it, up, it should be. But by like their own like definitions of and what they want, you know, it's mm-hmm. still like you know, like a lot of a lot of those decisions are ultimately up to yeah to other people. They have, but they have no responsibility to uphold <laughs> this, this stuff in the first place. So. So, uh, finish this up here. I'm optimistic that Americans will see through the media's ruse again. The attempts to paint the laptop story as Russian disinformation fall in the face of the evidence that has built up over the years. Does anyone consider it Russian disinformation? At this I mean, point? yeah, lots of like, uh, there, there were several media outlets going after that in the very f- initial phases of it in 2020. I don't yeah. think anyone says that now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I think it's ultimately proven to be totally correct. I mean, yeah. Unless they deep faked a bunch of fucking Hunter Biden's dick, which I really doubt. And, re- and, and, <laughs> and it's funny cause they also say this. And I think most of the content that I saw about Hunter Biden's uh, laptop and penis, I got through Twitter. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly know how they're making yeah. these claims that it was like somehow completely scrubbed off the, uh, off the website. No idea. So according to a recent Harvard uh, CAPS slash Harris poll, 59% of Americans, including half of Democrats now, believe the laptop was real. It should be over 90. Nearly 40%, mostly Democrats, still believe in the Russia disinformation ruse. These voters are being kept in the dark about the content. I'm also cautiously optimistic that Musk can improve Twitter's free speech policies. Revealing the evidence behind Twitter's greatest censorship failure on Twitter itself was a uh, necessary first step. Musk showed us how irresponsibly Twitter was using its censor's pen. Now he needs to put the cap back on and show how responsible content moderation can restore trust and confidence to a platform that was truly broken. <laughs> uh, by the way, the N word use is up like five thousand percent since uh, he made um, yeah. free speech legal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a whole bunch of nothing. Like, fuck Hunter Biden. Like, fuck all these rich kids who are you know. Yeah, like, I mean, fuck- really, you could blast them all into the sun. Yeah, I, I would love that. Like, like Hunter Biden, Elon Musk. All of them, just yeah, but throw them into the fucking sun. <laughs> but this, this is this is a systemic problem that has very nothing to do with Hunter Biden, except that these people want to somehow like punish the Bidens, which they should be punished in yeah. some way, but like removed from office, punished and like publicly disgraced. Yeah. And as you said, it's a systemic problem because, and it really doesn't matter who's there. No, because that's the thing we punish these people, but you know, but but all of these people have fail sons. All these people have like have positions of power they can use. So yeah, I mean, those systems set up in a way where it's, it's, it's like you're inclined to corruption. You're inclined to do all yeah, of this. If, if, if like the Obama's daughters, like if neither one of them is not in like a, you know, $400,000 a year fucking board position, it's some fucking dog shit. Yeah, make work, fake thing, fake fake business, fake job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, or, or like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation board or something yeah. like that. If they're not in there within the next decade, like I will eat uh, one peach, piece of our merchandise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one piece. Uh, Hell yeah. By I'll say even twenty thirty, if neither one of them has not worked as an executive on like a board of a nonprofit or something or an NGO, we'll say, yeah, I will eat. Yeah. At least a three by three piece <laughs> of our merchandise. I'm not gonna skimp out and just eat something tiny. Yeah, I'll eat a whole fucking sticker, man. Yeah, you could probably pop the pins, you know, and the buttons and stuff. No, I don't want to do. No, that's too much plastic and stuff. I'll do a sticker. I'll do yeah. something paper based. Yeah, you'll get you'll get um uh, oh. uh what are they called? Burzo. Can't think the inedible matter that accumulates and you can't digest it. Yeah. Burzo, more like Bozo. Whoa. What's up, motherfucker? Gotcha. That's the news. Suck my dick. Bye.